Section 6, Chapters 10 and 11 of The Story of Books by Gertrude Burford Rawlings. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adam Marcetich, August 2010. Chapter 10, Early Printing in Italy and Some Other Countries. The new invention found more favor in Italy than in any other country, for more presses were established there than anywhere else. The printers, however, were all Germans, and before 1480, about 110 German typographers were at work in 27 Italian cities. They kept the secrets of their trade well to themselves, and not till 1471 was any printing executed by an Italian. In May of that year, the De Medicinis Universalibus of Messua was executed at Venice by Clement of Padua, who accomplished the truly wonderful feat of teaching himself how to print. Another Italian, Johannes Philippus de Lignamine, printed at Rome some time before July 26, 1471, and it is therefore uncertain whether he or Clement of Padua was the first native printer of Italy. The first press established in Italy was that set up in the Benedictine monastery of St. Scholastica at Subiaco, a few miles from Rome, by two German typographers, Conrad Swainheim and Arnold Panartz. There they issued Cicero's De Oratore in fourteen sixty five the first book printed in italy in their petition to the pope referred to below they say that they had printed a donatus presumably before the cicero but no such work is known and some have thought it was only a block book in the same year they issued the works of lactanius the christian cicero the first dated book executed in italy it is also one of the earliest books to adopt a more elaborate punctuation than the simple oblique line and full stop in general use. The Lactantius has a colon, full stop, and notes of admiration and interrogation. Both these books are printed in a pleasing type which is neither Gothic nor Roman, but midway between the two. Two years later, Swainheim and Panartz removed to Rome, where their countryman, Ulrich Hahn, was already at work, and prosecuted their business with so much energy, and apparently so little prudence or regard to the works of other printers, that at the end of five years they had printed no less than 12,475 sheets, which they could not sell, and were in such financial straits that they petitioned the Pope for assistance for themselves and their families. Whether they obtained it is unknown, but the partnership was soon after dissolved, and the name of Panarts alone appears in books of 1475 and 1476. When these two printers died is uncertain. Venice was the next city of Italy to take up the new art, there, in 1469, Johannes de Spira, or John of Spires, executed Cicero's Epistolae ad Familiares, 
he obtained a privilege from the venetian senate with regard to his productions and more than that a monopoly of book printing in venice for five years he died however less than a year later and his monopoly with him his brother vindalinus carried on his work and was succeeded by nicholas jensen a frenchman who from a technical point of view was perhaps the most skilful and artistic of early typographers the most famous printer of venice however and the most famous printer of italy and perhaps of the world is aldus manutius born in fourteen fifty but his fame rests less on his actual printing which though good is not unequalled than upon the efforts he made for popularizing literature and bringing cheap yet well-produced books within the reach of the many he saw that the works printed in such numbers by the venetian printers who paid attention to quantity and cheapness and altogether ignored the quality of their productions were faulty and corrupt and that textually as well as typographically there was room for improvement he applied himself to the study of the classics above all to the greek hitherto neglected or published through latin translations and secured the assistance of many eminent scholars and then having obtained good texts turned his thoughts to type and format the types he cast for his first book Lascaris's greek grammar were superior to the greek types then in use next he designed a new roman type modelled so it is said upon the handwriting of petrarch it called forth admiration and won fame under the name of the aldino type its use has continued to the present day and it is known to almost every one as italic it was cut by francesco de bologna who was probably identical with francesco ribolini that painter goldsmith who signed himself on his pictures as orifex and on his gold work as pictor the advantage of the aldino type at the time of its invention when type was large and required a comparatively great deal of space was that its size and form permitted the printed matter to be much compressed while losing nothing in clearness the book for which it was used could be made smaller and printed more cheaply in fifteen o one aldus inaugurated his new type by issuing a virgil printed throughout in aldino it occupied two hundred and twenty-eight leaves and was of a neat and novel shape measuring just six by three and a half inches this book which was sold for about two shillings of our money marks aldus as the pioneer of cheap literature literature not for the wealthy alone but for all who loved books a proof of the popularity of the new departure is afforded by the fact that the virgil was immediately forged that is to say reproduced in a number of exceedingly inferior copies by an unknown printer of lyons the aldine mark which appears on aldus's edition of dante's terze rime in fifteen o two 
and on nearly all the numerous works subsequently issued from this famous press is a dolphin twined about an anchor and the name aldus divided by the upper part of the anchor this device continued to be used after the death of aldus manutius in fifteen fifteen by his descendants who carried on the work of the press until fifteen ninety seven france was somewhat late in availing herself of the advantages offered by the new art although peter schoeffer had had a bookseller's shop in paris in fourteen seventy guillaume fichet rector of the sorbonne invited three german printers ulrich Gehring, michael freeberger and martin kranz to come and set up a printing press at the sorbonne the first work they produced there was the epistole of gasparinus barzinius for this and a few other volumes they used a very beautiful roman type but after the closing of the sorbonne press in fourteen seventy two they established other presses elsewhere in paris and adopted a gothic character similar to that of the contemporary french manuscripts and therefore more likely to be popular with french readers the first work printed in the french language however is believed to have been executed chiefly at any rate by an englishman probably at bruges five years later that is about fourteen seventy six the book was le recue des histories de troyes the englishman was william caxton caxton also printed at the same place and about the year fourteen seventy five the first book in the english language a translation of le recue in both these works he may have been assisted by collard mansion believed by some to have been his typographical tutor though so eminent an authority as mr blades holds that le recue was printed by mansion alone and that caxton had no hand in it as with so many other questions concerning early typography there seems to be no means of deciding the point the first work in french which was issued in paris was the grandes chroniques de france printed by pasquier bonhomme in fourteen seventy seven holland and the low countries can show no printed book with a date earlier than fourteen seventy three while the celebrated city of harlem's first dated book was produced ten years later but printing was very possibly practiced in these countries at an earlier period and some undated books exist which those who ascribe the invention of typography to holland consider to have been executed by dutch printers before any german books had been given to the world those who stand by germany of course think otherwise in the year just named fourteen seventy three Nicolum Ketteler and Gerard de Leompt produced Peter Comester's Historia Scholastica at Utrecht, and Alost and Lovan also started printing. The types of John Vellander, the first Lovan printer, have a great resemblance to those used by Caxton, 
and have led some to believe that Veldener supplied Caxton with the types he first used at Westminster. About the same time, Collard Mansion, noted for his association either as a teacher or assistant with Caxton, is supposed to have introduced printing into Bruges. His first dated book was a Boccaccio of 1476, and he continued to print until 1484, when he issued a fine edition, in French, of Ovid's Metamorphoses. After this, nothing more is known of him. Blades thinks that his printing brought him financial ruin, and suggests that he may have joined his old friend Caxton at Westminster, and helped him in his work, but this is only conjecture. We have already seen that it was from Collard Mansion's press that the first printed books in the English and French languages were produced. The first Brussels press was established by the Brethren of the Common Life, a community who had hitherto made a speciality of the production of manuscript books. At what date they began to print in Brussels is uncertain, but their first dated book, the Nosto Solis Sive Speculum Conscientiae, is of the year 1476. The Brethren also had an earlier press at Maranthal, near Mentz, and subsequently set up others at Rostock, Nuremberg, and Gouda. The Elzevirs belong to a somewhat later period than that with which we are concerned in these chapters, but a name so famous in bibliographical annals as theirs cannot well be passed over. The first of the Elzevirs was Louis, a native of Lovain, who in 1580 established a bookshop in Leyden, gained the patronage of the university, and opened an important trade with foreign countries. Certain of his sons and successors became printers as well as booksellers, and produced work of the highest excellence. Some of them opened shops or set up presses at Amsterdam, The Hague, and Utrecht, and also established agencies or branches elsewhere, and extended their trade all over Europe. The history of the partnerships between different members of the family, and of the sixteen hundred and odd publications which they printed or sold, is a complicated subject upon which there is no need to enter here. The last of the Elzevirs, a degenerate great-great-grandson of the first Louis Elzevir, was Abraham Elzevir of Leyden who died in 1712, leaving no heir, and at whose decease the press and apparatus were sold. End of chapter 10 Chapter 11 Early Printing in England The first name on the list of early English printers, it is hardly necessary to say, is that of Caxton. In his Life and Typography of William Caxton, the late Mr. Blades, has told all there is to be known of Caxton's life, and a great deal about Caxton's work, and although as regards the latter half of the subject there are authorities who dissent from some of the theories he advances, 
Mr. Blade's monograph remains the standard work on the matter of England's first printer and the recognized source of information concerning him and his books. But notwithstanding Mr. Blade's industry and learning, our knowledge of the early part of Caxton's life is very scanty and is derived mainly from what Caxton himself tells us in the prologue to his first literary production the english translation of the french romance by le favre entitled le requiem des histoires de troyes or anglicized the recall of the histories of troy speaking of his boldness in undertaking the work he refers to the simpleness and unperfectness that i had in both languages that is, to write in French and in English, for in France I was never, and was born and learned mine English in Kent, in the weald where I doubt not is spoken as broad and rude English as is in any place of England. He was born probably in 1422 or 1423, and further than this, we know nothing of him till his apprenticeship to robert large a london mercer large died before caxton's term of apprenticeship expired and the next we hear of young caxton is that he was living on the continent probably at bruges at the time he wrote the prologue from which quotation has just been made that is about fourteen seventy five he had been for thirty years for the most part in the countries of Brabant, Flanders, Holland, and Zeeland. Yet notwithstanding so long a residence in the Low Countries, he describes himself as Mercer of Ye City of London. As a wool merchant in Bruges, he prospered, and in time rose to be governor of the Company of Merchant Adventurers, or the English Nation, and in that capacity probably dwelt in the domus angliae the company's headquarters in bruges in fourteen sixty eight and while holding this honourable and important position he began his translation of le requie but soon laid it aside unfinished two years later he took it up again but by this time he had resigned the governorship and was engaged in the service of the Duchess of Burgundy, sister of Edward the Fourth of England. When or why he took this position, and in what capacity he served the Duchess, is not known, but it was her influence which brought about the completion of his literary work, and indirectly caused the subsequent metamorphosis of the mercer into the typographer in his prologue to the Recuel, he relates that the duchess commanded him to finish the translation which he had begun and this lady's dreadful commandment he says i dust in no wise disobey because i am a servant unto her said grace and reissue of her yearly fee and other many good and great benefits the recall of the histories of Troy, when finished, immediately found favor in the eyes of the English dwellers in Bruges, who, 
rejoiced to have the favorite romance of the day in their own tongue, demanded more copies than one pair of hands could supply. So because of the weariness and labor of writing, and because of his promise to various friends to provide them with the book, I have practiced and learned, he tells us, at my great charge and dispense, to ordain this said book in print after the manner and form as ye may see here, and is not written with pen and ink as other books been, to then that every man may have them at once. Where Caxton gained his knowledge of printing is a matter of dispute. Mr. Blades holds that he was taught by Collard Mansion, the first printer of Bruges, others that he learned at Cologne. Mr. Blades adduces in support of his view the similarity of the types of Mansion and Caxton, the reproduction in Caxton's work of various peculiarities to be observed in Mansion's, the improbability that Caxton would have traveled to Cologne to get what was already at hand in the city where he lived, and the absence in his work of any typographical link between him and the Mentz school. For the Cologne theory, Winken de Word, who carried on the work of Caxton's printing office at Westminster after the latter's death, supplies some foundation in his edition of Bartholomaeus de Proprietabus Rerum, where he says, and also of your chart, call to remembrance, the soul of William Caxton, the first printer of this book, in Latin tongue at Colon, himself to avance, that every well-disposed man may thereon look. As usual, there is something to be said on both sides, but leaving this debatable ground, we will only add that the recall of the histories of Troy, translated by himself from the French, is generally considered to be the first book printed by Caxton, perhaps with Manchin's help, and probably at Bruges, and in or about the year 1475. It is also the first printed book in English. It was followed about 1476 by the French version of the same work, and by the famous Game and Play of the Chess Moralized, this was once believed to be the first book printed on English soil, but it is now assigned to Caxton's press on the continent, probably at Bruges. About 1476, Caxton returned to England and set up his press at Westminster. It has been asserted that he worked in the scriptorium, but it is not known that Westminster Abbey ever had a scriptorium. Others have thought that he printed in some other part of the abbey. His office, however, was situated in the Almonry, in the abbey precincts, and was called the Red Pale, but it is now impossible to identify the place where it stood. In 1477, Caxton produced the Dictes or Sayings of the Philosophers, the first book, so far as is known, ever printed in England. The Westminster printer was patronized by the king, and by the mighty of the land, and also by the Duchess of Burgundy, and with his pen, as well as with his press, 
he sought to supply the books and literature which the taste of the time demanded. The clergy wanted service books, says Mr. Blades, and Caxton accordingly provided them with psalters, commemorations, and directories. The preachers wanted sermons, and were supplied with the Golden Legend, and other similar books, the princes, lords, barons, knights, and gentlemen, were craving for joyous and pleasant histories of chivalry, and the press at the Red Pale produced a fresh romance nearly every year. From his arrival at Westminster about 1476 until his death about 1491, the date is not exactly known, Caxton was continually occupied in translating, editing, and printing, though beyond the prologues, epilogues, and colophons to his various publications, he composed little himself, his principal work being the addition of a book to Higdon's Polychronicon, bringing that history down to 1460. His translations number 22. The long list of his printed works include a Hore, printed about 1478, and now represented only by a fragment, which is of great interest as being probably the earliest English printed service book extant. It was found in the cover of another old book, and is now at the Boldlian Library. Other books printed by Caxton were The Canterbury Tales, Bothius, Parvis et Magnus Catho, a medieval schoolbook, the third edition of which contains two woodcuts, probably the earliest produced in England. The History of Reynard the Fox, translated from Dutch by Caxton, a book of the chess moralized, a second edition of The Game and Play of the Chess, printed by Caxton abroad, the Chronicles of England, The Pilgrimage of the Soul, believed to have been translated from the French by Lydgate, Gower's Confessio Amantis, The Knight of the Tour, translated by Caxton from the French, The Golden Legend, consisting of Lives of Saints compiled by Caxton from French and Latin texts, The Fables of Aesop, etc., translated by Caxton from the French, Chaucer's Book of Fame, Troilus and Cressida, Mallory's Mort de Arthur, The Book of Good Manners, translated by Caxton from the French of Jacques Legrand, Statutes of Henry the Seventh in English, the earliest known volume of printed statutes, The Governal of Healthy from the Latin, author and translator unknown, the earliest medical work printed in English, diverse ghostly matters, including tracts on the seven points of true love and everlasting wisdom, the twelve prophets of tribulation, and the rule of St. Benet, the fifteen O's and other prayers, printed by command of Our Liege Lady Elizabeth, Queen of England, and of the princess margaret and the profitable book for man's soul and right comfortable to the body and specially in 
adversity and tribulation which book is called the chasting of god's children between seventy and eighty different books besides indulgences and other small productions are attributed to caxton's press and the works just named will serve to give an idea of their diversity and range some of the most popular were printed more than once of the golden legend for example three editions are known and of the dictes or sayings the horier and parvis et magnus catho and several others two editions are known there is also a strong probability that many of caxton's productions have been lost altogether since thirty-eight of those yet extant are represented either by single copies or by fragments caxton according to mr blades used six different fonts of gothic type but mr e gordon duff in his early english printing credits him with eight fonts his books are all printed on paper with the exception of a copy of the speculum vitiae christi in the british museum and one of the doctrinal of sapiens in the royal library at windsor castle the well-known device of caxton was not used by him till fourteen eighty seven it is usually understood to stand for w c seventy four but its exact meaning is not known blades believes that it refers to the date of printing of the recuel the first product of caxton's typographical skill in fourteen eighty three or four years after caxton had settled at westminster john leto a foreigner of whom little is known established the first london printing press his workmanship was particularly good and he was the first in this country to print two columns to the page he subsequently took into partnership william de maclinia and according to the colophon of their tenores novelli the office of these two printers was located in the church of all saints but this piece of information is too vague to assist in the identification of the spot maclinia is afterwards found working alone in an office near the fleet bridge his later books were printed in holborn a well-known name is that of Winken de Word, a native of Holland, and at one time assistant to Caxton. At Caxton's death, he became master of the Red Pale, and issued a number of books from Caxton's house at Westminster, including reprints of several of Caxton's publications. He made use of some modified forms of Caxton's device, but he also had a device of his own, which first appears in the Book of Courtesy, printed some time before 1493. He printed, among other works, The Golden Legend, The Book of Courtesy, Bonaventura's Speculum Vitiae Christi, Higdon's Polychronicon, which appeared in 1495, and is the first English book with printed musical notes, Bartholomaeus's De Propritiatibus Rerum, which appeared about 1495, and is the first book printed on English-made paper.
and which has already been noticed as the authority for supposing that Caxton learned printing at Cologne, the Book of St. Albans, the Chronicles of England, Mort de Arthur, the Canterbury Tales, etc., etc. He also issued a host of sermons, almanacs, and other minor works. In 1500, Winken de Word moved from Caxton's house in Westminster to the Sign of the Sun, in Fleet Street, and presently opened another place of business at the Sign of Our Lady of Pity, in St. Paul's Churchyard. About a year after Caxton had established himself at the Red Pale, and had issued the Dictes or Sayings, and two years before the city of london had attained to the dignity of a printing press typography began to be practised at oxford but by whom is not known though very possibly by theodore rood of cologne the first oxford book was the expositio in symbolum apostolarum of st jerome a work which happens to be dated 1468, and has thereby led some to assign to Oxford the credit of having printed the first book in this country. But that date is now acknowledged to be a printer's error for 1478. A similar misprint led to a similar error as to the first book printed in Venice, the Decor Pulerum, executed by Nicholas Jensen, purports to have appeared in 1461, and thus was at one time supposed to be the first book printed in Venice, but the date is now recognized as a misprint for 1471, which leaves John of Spires, the first Venetian printer, and his Epistolae Familiares of Cicero, 1469, the first Venetian printed book. Cambridge was more than forty years later than Oxford in providing herself with a printing press. In the same year that London began to print appeared the first books from the press at the Abbey of St. Albans, namely Augustini Dacti Elegantiae and the Nova Rhetorica of Sauna. As both were printed in 1480, it is uncertain which is the earlier. This press was probably started in 1479, but of the printer nothing is known, except that when Winken de Word reprinted the Chronicles of England from a copy printed at St. Albans, he refers to him as the St. Albans schoolmaster, the famous books of hawking and hunting, and also of Cutar Morius, commonly known as the Book of St. Albans, written by the accomplished Juliana Berners, prioress of the neighboring nunnery of Sopwell, was printed at the monastery in 1486, and reprinted ten years later by Winken de Word. End of chapter 11. End of section 6.